Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Creeping on Congress, Episode 7. I am your intrepid host, Jocelyn Harvey, and with me, as ever, is uh, Devin Miller. Hey, Devin. How you doing? Uh-huh. Oh, you mean you're not there? Oh, no. Turns out life has happened, and Devin isn't here this week. Uh, you don't deserve a uh, reason, because you aren't his boss. And unless your name is George Soros or uh, Bill Gates, you don't pay us, so you don't deserve a, you know, real doctor's note for uh, why Devin isn't here. Um, so this week I'm just going to be going over a couple things and letting you know the dirt on what's going on on Capitol Hill for now. Um, this is a podcast about what goes on in the halls of Congress. Uh, we pay these people to... Uh, look fancy and wear suits with padded uh, shoulders, like it's the fucking 1980s or something. So that's a whole thing. Um, yes, I agree. No, uh huh. Sorry, just getting uh, some intel from Daddy Soros to make sure that we are up to date on everything. And it turns out that uh, just as breaking news, uh, Los Angeles is looking to probably be locked in until mid um summer so it looks like it's going to be through june have fun down there los angeles but anyway uh let's get down to business on what's going on in capitol hill uh tim kane managed to pass through the fucking house and senate a uh bill uh say essentially would uh limit the uh, powers of the executive branch from operating a military force inside of Iran without explicit authorization from Congress, which, as you may know, is uh, kind of a primary facet of our republic that you can't fucking go to war with another country without, you know, consulting the people or at least our representatives. So some shit that we're doing in other countries probably shouldn't be allowed. But you know what? That doesn't matter, because uh, the executive branch has been given powers far beyond its ability. Um, as McConnell says, though, Iran has not let popular unrest, mismanagement, uh, mismanaged economy, or COVID-19 slow their meddling from Yemen to the Mediterranean. Tehran and its proxies are undermining the sovereignty of Iraq and Lebanon, aiding and abetting Assad's mass murder in Syria, sowing regional unrest, threatening Israel, and targeting American troops and our interests. Um, essentially, he's all about, like, stepping in where, you know, he sees... Uh, you know, meddling on the part of Iran. However, we passed this bill. It went through House. It went through the Senate. It limited the executive powers from, you know, doing military shit in another country without authorization from Congress. And then it sped... Oh, then it got vetoed by President Donald Trump. Um, well, that's okay, because if our Congress was really behind it, they would then use the powers given to it in the Constitution to veto his... Um, uh, override his veto and then it went through the Senate which is where you do that and it didn't pass so Trump's veto was upheld so it almost seems like it was a pageant for anyone out there who proclaims to be anti-war to say hey I voted to limit presidential powers um, 
without then having to tell anyone that, you know, oh, also, I may not have voted to override a veto that, you know, stepped in my way of controlling that. But, oh, well, we don't need to mention that now, do we? So that's shit that happened on the floor of our Senate. Pretty cool, isn't it? <sighs> anyway. Um, another thing that went through is uh, Gail Manchin uh, was reappointed in the United States uh, Senate uh, to uh, continue her position as vice chair of the United States Commission on International Religious Freedom. This is kind of an appointment that you don't necessarily think you really need to care about. kind of slips through, you know, under the, you know, notice of everyone. But I stared at that for a second and I realized, wait, I have no fucking clue what the United States Commission on International Religious Freedom is. Weird. So, Gail Justice, she, uh, whoops. So, Gail Manchin is a lady from West Virginia, which I'm going to admit to being biased against since, in my mind, they're essentially a southern state with a weird history of being a state that seceded from the Confederate States uh, to join the Union. Its history is complicated, but I also know that it's a solid Trump state, and we trans weirdos tend to keep, tra keep tabs on states that we feel unwelcome in, and that's one of them. Let's just say I don't want to go there. Anyway, Gail's been on, uh, she's been through the ringer when it comes to, uh, like, shuffling around to positions. Um, she has a lot of degrees relating to education, has served as, um kind of the top of West Virginia's Board of Education and its Department of Education and the Arts. Um, that was before she was fired amid danger of the department being liquidated. Um, by all accounts, she has a strong, you know, solid foundation in managing educational systems and is a former teacher herself. So um, she's taught on the secondary level, and that's pretty cool because it's not an easy thing to do. Uh, kids are tough, um, so I respect her. Uh, a lot. It's uh, a noble cause to be an educator. I bring this up because it should be noted that she didn't get into the Board of Education in West Virginia until midway through her husband's term as governor of West Virginia. If her, na if her name originally made you think of Joe Manchin, then you're very good at matching names. You get a gold star and get to pick a candy from the jar before the end of the day. I don't want to talk about Joe much because he's a garbage person who later climbed from governor to senator and voted against the repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Uh, he's got a myriad of other shitty positions like easing regulations on banks. Uh, he's a Democrat who seems to be on the side of Republicans a lot. So he's definitely like really, really right of center. Even though Democrats like to think that they're right, they're pretty much smack dab in the center. Let's face it. Don't fool yourself, Democrats. Um, but I don't doubt that Gail deserved to be on the Board of Education. Uh, she just had a quick rise in power, and I don't doubt that the board realized the importance of having the governor's wife among them to carry favor. But, you know, it, it's something that is in her skill set. So uh, the fact that she got there perhaps faster than other people's career could have gone, yeah, I'm fine with. She She's a woman who deserved her ranking position in that state, you know. 
be it at the behest of her husband or not. Um, Unfortunately, she is both an honorable boss and a grafty little shit. She fought for schools nationwide to keep up a supply of EpiPens, which, uh, for those of you who don't know, they're like um, easy-to-use antihistamine injectors. Um, you keep them on hand in case you know someone has a bad reaction to a nut or something, uh, so a child is in danger of anaphylaxis, essentially. Uh, it's a good move. Uh, EpiPens can make the difference between uh, an emergency trip to the hospital or death from an allergen. Um, but would you believe that in some crazy twist of chance, Gail's daughter is the CEO of a company that makes EpiPens? And I can only imagine the shock on the daughter's face when, by some astronomical bit of luck, her company was the one that was awarded with the contract to provide West Virginia schools with EpiPens. That is... What a flip of the coin. How unlikely. Um, so this sounds like a bit of graft. You generally shouldn't be benefiting those close to you just because you're in a good position. Um, that's just cronyism. It's something we tend to not like in our government unless um, it goes on all the time, in which case we just don't really notice it uh, or don't care. Um, so after being fired, she landed on her feet. Of course. She was appointed by our good pal Chucky Shooms as a vice chair on the aforementioned State's uh, Commission on International Religious Freedom. Uh, but I don't, I didn't really know what that was. Um, so I felt like it deserved a little peek. Um, so let's dig into what it is. Um, our beloved Congress passed something called uh, the International Religious Freedom Act back in 1998. This was after another bill in 1997 that only vowed to protect religious freedom, uh, religious freedoms in a handful of countries. So the bill in 98 expanded the interest of the U.S. in pushing religious freedom internationally, all over the place. It was just tossed out like a handful of glitter, which is something that uh, us queers do all the time. Uh, it's akin to our commitment to spreading democracy in the Cold War and after 9-11. Uh, we just wanted to like put that shit everywhere. Um, so we, we want to look like we're all about religious freedom, not favoring one religion over another, not oppressing one religion. Um, I'll talk more about our habit of that later, but whatever. Um, John Shattuck, the Assistant Secretary uh, for Democracy, Human Rights, and Labor, spoke before Congress in 1998 and cited a lot of countries that were being oppressive of minority uh, religions. Uh, he mentioned Burma, which oppressed their uh, Rohingya Muslims. It should be noted that the government oppressing them was a socialist military rule akin to uh, like kind of reactionary Leninist ideology. Um, the majority there is Buddhist. They tend to side against China. So, uh, one of our boys wasn't into a socialist rule um, kind of cracking down on someone. They were quick to point out if someone else is doing it. Um, but again, I'll talk about how we do that sometimes later. Um, he also mentioned Sudan, which is oppressing their uh, Aminist and Christian minorities. Um, Aminists are kind of people who see um, spirit in everything, uh, rocks, trees, all that. Um mainly people being inhabited by those sorts of spirits and whatnot. Um, it's pretty cool looking. Um, but the majority there in Burma is uh, Buddhist. Uh, their government was oppressing uh, mainly these Muslims. Um, and it's... 
see here. It was a country run by Muslims. My mistake. Uh, but it was led by Omar al-Bashir, who you may recognize as kind of someone who we've had an on-again, off-again relationship with. Uh, mostly off. Um, we tended to not be fond of him. Uh, he also mentioned Iran. Um, he specifically cited the oppression of the evangelical Christians, which is like a big boner that we have. We fucking love our evangelicals. I like to note that this type of oppression tends to happen when you meddle with a foreign country that wanted to wrest uh, its own natural resources from the control of Western influences in Britain and elsewhere. Um, Iran classically has been uh, colonized by a lot of uh, Western impositions, and their oil fields were largely owned by fucking other countries other than their own. So when they try to get that back, then we start to get really pissed off about that. Um, the CIA admitted kind of that they had a lot of hand in uh, kind of trying to prevent the locals from getting control of, of their own natural resources. Um, they released a bunch of documents about Operation Ajax back in 2017, um, which kind of details that a bit. Um, I'll put links to that in the show notes, just so if you want to go check out those thousands of documents, you can. It's pretty interesting. I'm probably going to spend a bunch of time tonight looking through those as well. Um, this dude, when this bill was passing through, also mentioned Cuba, which had a reputation of oppressing Catholics. Um, I find it ironic that we should come to the defense of an organization, Catholicism, that drove many early European colonists to the New World. But that's beside the point. We're all about them now if brown people don't like them, um, especially if they're communists like in Cuba. I just find it interesting that we, again, come into opposition with the communist state on the grounds of religion. We're always demonizing them because they want to abolish it, um, which I'm of two minds about. Uh, it's good for people's morale to have something larger to believe in, but I don't necessarily think it needs to be religion, and it tends to be pretty uh, patriarchal and oppressive. Anyway, all this is to say that we... Uh, it looks like we passed this act in order to afford ourselves some kind of moral high ground when opposing regimes we don't like. As much as we like to believe that we're some kind of paragon of religious acceptance, I'd like to note that uh, we still flipped our collective shit when a mosque was being built near Ground Zero in New York, and we float conspiracy theories that one of our few Muslim congressional representatives is secretly married to our brother. Uh, so, you know, we're still pretty scared of stuff that isn't uh, Protestant. Christianity, um, or Judaism, but, you know, let's face it, even though we're not super fond of, a.k.a. the KKK. Anyway, the uh, USCIRF uh, is headed by Tony Perkins, who's a real piece of garbage. Uh, as well as being the head of the government body for religious equality, he's also uh, our government body for religious, religious equality. No one else asked us to make this. Um, he's also president of the Family Research Center, uh, the FRC is one of those big fundamentalist Christian lobbying groups uh, in our country. Perkins uh, got up in arms in 2013 when the Obama administration uh, reiterated that uh, religious proselytizing on the part of chaplains wasn't allowed, which applied to any religion. Uh, so if you're a li liaison for the uh, military and you're there, you should be offering you know spiritual support if asked, but not necessarily looking to convert anyone that's not the job of our government to fund that sort of shit but we're super down with you know keeping our uh 
you know, soldiers who we send off to other countries to oppress them to, you know, keep their spiritual morality up, I guess. Um, uh, supposedly, we like to be equally neutral. Um, Perkins even got mad when yoga was offered as a way of helping military personnel cope with stress. Uh, he said, and uh, quote, the military seems intent on driving religion out and replacing it with wacky substitutes. Wacky substitutes. They've added atheist chaplains, Wickham worship centers, and now meditation classes, but none of them are as effective or as constructive as a personal relationship with God. Um, I've been to my fair share of yoga classes myself. Oh, that was the end of the quote. Uh, And aside from weirdos making entirely too much noise when doing uh, deep exhaling, the sessions have been entirely free of pagan spiritualism. It's just, you know... Honestly, from what I can tell, it's mostly like workout and breathing shit. Or if you're doing like kind of the stretchy stuff, just working up your stretchiness, I guess. Uh, But it's very good at centering you in your body and getting you in touch with that. Um, And if that's anti-Christian, Jesus must hate our bodies, I guess. (laughs) Um, (sighs) Anyway, uh, the... uh, SPLC, the Southern Poverty Law Center, has explicitly called the Family Research Center a hate group and decried Perkins' appointment to the lead chair of the organization um, as not great. They warned that it would lead to a marginalization of other religious interests in favor of Christian supremacy, which I don't seem uh, at all surprised by. I'm on the fence about the need for an organization like the USCIRF, um, but also see the value as we want equity when it comes to the treatment of religious freedom. Uh, we want a society dominated, uh, like, oh, I'm sorry, we don't want a society dominated by one religion over another. Um, that's how we tend to fall into oppressive theocracies. Um, but definitely putting a man who obviously favors Christianity over other religions and a woman who is married to a senator who supported California's Proposition 8 in 2008, which banned same-sex marriage, go California. Uh, It just seems like these people are going to lean more on the Christian side. And overall, when you start getting, uh, you know, theocracies in here, tends to be oppressive of people who aren't in line with some of the major religions and whatnot. Um, So, you know, you're bad if you think that there might be more than two genders or... Um, if you don't want to consider uh, religion as a founding reason for human rights and all that, so uh, I just it it seems complicated to set up a way of policing other countries when we haven't managed to you know keep religious equality in our own country. But whatever, um, religion at large tends to be anti-queer and largely patriarchal, so I don't know how much I support it. Uh, But religion, as I said, brings peace and community to many vulnerable people, especially. So I'm torn. Either way, Gail seems like a shitty Democrat, married to a shitty Democrat, and appointed by the Senate's top shitty Democrat. Uh, She serves longtime shitty Republicans and is somehow the liberals' one true hope for balancing a Christian-controlled religious protection group. Uh, I don't think I mentioned before, she's the only chair that is a Democrat, only one appointed by a Democrat, and... uh, Somehow that's supposed to give the appearance of balance. But, I mean, as I've said, she isn't uncompromised. Um, I hope knowing more about this organization will help, especially when uh, the time comes for renewing funding for it. And uh, 
definitely plan on making a call to my reps on how to vote when Gail comes knocking at the door for more money. Uh, overall, I'm probably against this organization. It just went up for funding again, I think, last year or the year before. They got it. They're still there. Uh, it's not a huge department. I think it was only about seven top people. It's probably a handful of uh, other people overseeing it. Uh, the people who chair it ha are committed in a lot of ways to a lot of other organizations. Uh, they're busy people. I don't see this as being their full-time job, but also uh, it's the existence of this organization in our government is dubious, and I don't trust it. And somehow we're giving our senators uh, carte blanche to just go and nominate whoever they want without us noticing. So uh, we're keeping Gail in there. We're keeping uh, Southern Poverty Law Center uh, dubbed like bad person there. So I don't know. I don't know. It's not great. I am going to investigate when it needs funding again, and I'll let you know to call up your people and say, hey, this shit is unnecessary. I hate to use libertarian values, but we could save money by not having it there. Uh, I guess the other argument is it's giving us jobs. Anyway, um, that's that on those two things. So, Roundup being uh, Congress failed to override a Trump veto to you know limit his power to wage war without our approval and we nominated some lady to an organization that makes sure other countries uh, aren't dicks to uh, you know minority religions uh, we don't have much control there we can send ambassadors out to talk to them about it we can get international attention to that but uh, really we don't have much control beyond that uh, we could probably let our UN ambassadors know what we think through this channel but I don't know. Again, I'm torn on it. Um, feel free to comment on your own opinion, but I think it's stupid. Uh, overall, this is sort of a shorter episode. Sorry, we don't have more banter with a, a impressively more humorous person than me, but, you know, you get what you get. This is free shit. And um, I think Daddy Soros forgot to send us a check this week anyway, so I'm running off fumes in my bank account so uh given that i'll uh, sign off for now and maybe hit you up midweek because i get bored because i'm trapped in my house anyway i hope everyone stays healthy and uh keep on creeping